to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to iVeeam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. iVeeam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility programs. It's time to take control of the food noise, shed those cravings, and embrace a life of transformed health. Are you ready to experience the end bold difference? Evidence-based care from doctors who listen. Take control of your biology today and start your journey toward a healthier, happier you. Visit enbold.com to embark on your transformational journey with Enbold and bold where real change begins introducing peptide bite it's the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of glp1s peptide bite supports fatigue nausea gi side effects and promotes better metabolism it is third-party tested made in the usa in a fda certified facility peptide bite is a game changer all-in-one daily supplement pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective Use code PLUS20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com. Welcome, welcome to the Plus Sides Podcast. Hey, y'all. Hey. How's everybody doing? It's an interesting night. Yeah, everything technology. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat, you look rough. You look rough. Uh, everything hurts. <laughs> I mean, you look gorgeous. Your hair looks bad. Oh, yeah, I, I, know. I straightened it. Well. I, yeah, I straightened it. I hardly ever straighten my hair because it's a pain in the butt to maintain. Yeah. So it'll be straight for a week until I wash it again. And then psh, whatever. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Back to the curls. Look, hey. But that's what you do when you house music all night long. Yeah. <sighs> house music all day long. <laughs> day long. Right. <laughs> you can and do night stuff during the day. Yeah. Was it? Stuff at noon. And I definitely yeah. did that all day. We were there from Radio 11 stuff at noon. to 7 p.m. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Sipping Look. on some sangria, slow sangria mm. all day. And and this bad boy got me all the way through too. This was not filled with alcohol. This was filled with yeah. water all day yeah. long. Yeah. Nice. Water. Oh, then- speaking of. Hey, y'all. Hey. So for our listening audience, podcast we are all 10. Holding up ginormous Stanleys, and they're all 10 milligram. They look mm-hmm. just like the Manjaro pen. They so we're going to do. be doing our water checks. You have the back. And thank you for this amazing opportunity to work with one of our new sponsors where you, I will put the link in this so that you can go and get $10 off if you want to get a Stanley mug. And part of that goes towards supporting the plus sides. So you can help with the podcast and get a great mug and it'll be great. $10 off. It's awesome. They're really cute. Did y'all, I mean, I knew they were cute, but these are great. These are heavy. Oh, they are heavy. But listen, and, I mean, it's super good quality. I'm so excited about it. And they and they and they really do drink, keep your 
beverage is cold. I mean, like ice and everything. Yeah, it's a daily. House in the park in my hot tent all day. Yeah. Water all day, but the ice, I stayed in it all day. That's great. It's awesome. In between my That's your mug. Oh, it's flying (laughs) from Europe. Flying from Europe. This little baby, all I did was ask the flight crew, the flight attendants, can you just bring me like four cups of ice? Yeah. (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, this is well into season two at this point, guys. So I don't think we have to like go crazy with, you know, like intro. So we'll just, we'll keep it pithy because we got, we got guests tonight, you know? So um, we're going to talk with um, some friends about GLP-1 medications, about weight loss surgery, about, you know, loose skin and removal and plastic surgery and all those different things. I don't even know if we call it that anymore. Is it cosmetic surgery? I don't even know. That's how old I am. And the last time I considered it. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, what do we? I don't know. We're going to learn together. We're going to learn together. Um, but if you don't know me, I'm Kim. Um, this podcast was born out of a TikTok community. Um, we are all taking a GLP-1 medication for different reasons. And we are on this episode and all the episodes discussing the plus sides. Because it's not just about weight loss. It's about health and all the different things. Mental, physical, all the things. And getting your life back. So that's what we talk about on the show. We like to educate and learn. And we also have members of our community come on and share their testimonials of what they've done throughout their life with this, you know, the things they've struggled with and like basically their, their triumphs, like, and where they are now that they're on the other side or in the middle or whatever it may be of healing. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, I'm just going to pass it off to our other two hosts. In case you don't know them, let them check in real quick. The Hey Cat, Everything Hurts Carter. (laughs) I love it. Tell us about you. We can't hear you at all. Oh. <laughs> what? What happened? You were like totally off. So my headset has a little mute button. I prefer to use versus on the screen. Oh, so anyway. Is that when you like fuss at customers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Back okay. in the day, Kat and I used to work together and that's about how it went. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. You go. I'm going to plug in my mic too. So okay. Plug it in. Plug it in. No, I did um, House in the Park this weekend. Atlanta, um, the same promoters also do a Prince party every Thursday before, excuse me, but Thursday before um, Labor Day weekend. So I decided to hang out and dance all night. Thursday night, try Mm. to recover Friday, um, be a hero on Saturday and, and work all day and then Sunday House in the Park all day in the heat dancing and then did it, you know, then I whipped up a cake yesterday. So... I'm tired. I'm about, um, so uh, really quickly, I do, uh, we call it butt stuff uh, with Kat on TikTok. But I am actually starting to work with a trainer tomorrow, and I'm very nervous, especially since I wore out my entire body this weekend, dancing and being, um, uh, think, uh, be, thinking that I'm still 25. I'm nervous about this but tomorrow, but if I just keep if I pump up the ibuprofen and stay hydrated and use my massager, maybe I'll maybe I'll survive tomorrow. Pray for You're me. You're doing pretty good today, though. Yeah, Can you hear me okay? I just plugged in my mic. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had technical difficulties. Can't you have been able to tell? And I'm just yeah. not going, oh, I don't have a mic. So anyway, that was scrappy like the old days before mics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great. Thanks for letting us know myself. how you are, Kat. I know. I'm great. Everything hurts. <laughs> Everything hurts. Oh, I also take Manjaro. That's part. That's the focus. Oh, yeah. You know, 
The Monjaro. I, I cannot yeah. kick it. I cannot kick that habit. The Monjaro. It's Monjaro. It. Think of the dog on uh, mountain, but I can't. Yeah. Monjaro. Mountain. I'm still in Monjaro. Anyway, hey JT, also known hey, as hey. Janine, also known as the flight attendant, the Monjaro flight attendant. Hey, what yeah, you doing? Hey. Why are you here? What's up? Ah, uh, nothing much. I just got back from Europe. Yeah, might be a little jet lagged. Of course, I've got electrolytes and water, and I'm double fisting today with Baby Yoda, and I've got Profi and water and electrolytes, so I figure that I can't lose. No, you know? I can't lose. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I... I am on the same GLP-1 medication that you ladies are on. Mm -hmm. I am a woman with type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And I I am a woman with Sjogren's syndrome. And I'm healing from the inside out. Voila. There you go. I love it. That's what's happening. Yeah. (laughs) This is a crazy day. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So glad to have you. Yay, yay. Thank well, you. we we're going to talk about some cool stuff today. So we're excited that you're that you're here to join us on our journeys of helping other people connect and realize that there's help out there now, and hopefully go to their doctors, um, and also you know working together and healing as a community because um, the community is very tight over on the TikTok GLP one Ninjaro, uh, and uh, we're going through a lot of the mental stuff that comes with all of this adjustment to these new bodies, um, and so. Without further ado, I would like to introduce our community guest. Hey, Susan. Hi. <laughs> um, how are you? Hi, Susan. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm so excited, too. I hope you're feeling well. I'm so glad that you, that you, we, we put this, what, about a month ago, right? Yeah. And then um you had plans. What 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 plans did just happen that mm-hmm. would have stopped this? <laughs> well, I um so after 97 pounds of weight loss, I had a tummy tuck and a breast lift. Um, Ooh, also yeah. known as a mommy makeover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um you, you know, but I, I don't call it a mommy makeover because I'm not a mommy. I'm a dog mommy, but yeah, you're um, a dog mom. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, mom. Yeah. yes. You, I just you didn't give birth, you know. I didn't give birth to her, but, um, I would, I, I wish I had, I wish I could claim her, but, um, yeah, so, so, yes, so I ha- it's been three weeks, um, since I had that. So, um, it's been exciting. Oh yes. Wow. Well, that's for sure. Like where you are, I think in your journey now, and we definitely want to hear about that, but we mm-hmm. would love for you to kind of tell us how you got here, you know, what's okay. it been like in your life. And, um, cause I promise you every single time we have one of these episodes, I get a message from somebody that says, it sounds like me. I'm going to go see my doctor. So, um, just, just, and I will send it to you when it happens. I do it every time. So tell us your story. Um, Well, um, so going back to, um, when I remember at probably seven or eight being really subconscious about my body and my weight and it being something that was really important in my household. My mom was a, a dieter my whole life. Um, so I grew up in diet culture and, um, and then at 16, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and I became aware of like genetic factors, you know, about me and, um, that my heart disease and stroke runs in my family, diabetes runs in my family. 
And, um, and so I kind of had that plaguing me my whole life. Um, I, um, struggle with my weight in college and dieted, did everything, everything. I've done everything you can imagine. Thin, thin, um, doctors that I shouldn't have been going to prescribing me things that I shouldn't have been taking, especially with my high blood pressure, um, Weight Watchers, LA Weight Loss, Nutrisystem, you name it, I've done it. Um, I had weight loss surgery in 2015. I was, I was pre-diabetic. Um, I was very worried about my health and the complications and, uh, and my, my genetics. And, um, and so I had weight loss surgery. So I had the gastric sleeve in 2015. It was really successful for me. Um, and I lost, um, a lot of weight. I think I lost like about 80 pounds and, um, that was great. And then life happened. Um, and I met my husband and I moved and it just totally changed everything. I started getting out of some of those habits that I had built and, um, and I gained about 40 pounds back and Fast forward to August of 2020, um, I was really struggling. I had been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes officially, and that was a big wake-up call for me. Um, And I was gaining weight. I was unhappy. I was depressed. Um, And um, I scrolled um, TikTok. I found a TikTok talking about telehealth providers and... um, GLP-1 medication. And I started listening and I found um, Join Sequence. I joined them um, and, you know, I I was having, I was struggling with my doctor um, then. I had been struggling with him for two years since my diagnosis. He would just hand me a piece of paper that talked about my BMI as I was leaving. Um, And he would he would tell me to diet and exercise, but he never asked me what I was doing. He never, he never took the time. He assumed that I didn't. And and I was doing everything. I was exercise. I was doing everything to lose the weight and I just couldn't. And so that's why I turned to a telehealth provider and, um, it's been a great experience. I got diet, I got, uh, prescribed Mount Jaro. And, and that was in August of 2023 and I'm now 65 pounds less. So, uh, and, um, my A1C is normal. Um, I've gone from 8.7 A1C to a 5.4 and I am no longer on blood pressure or cholesterol medication. It's all my labs are normal. Um, I feel amazing. Uh, it's absolutely changed my life. It's ab- that seeing that TikTok that day absolutely changed my life. Wow. I think I've had a lot of moments like that. This, it, crazily enough, seeing a TikTok that day absolutely changed my life. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and you hear so many bad things about TikTok and it's yes. like, it's, it saved my life probably yeah, in my opinion. Probably. For sure, extended it. That's for sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. that's what we're gonna say. I like that. Yeah, it's possible. you're right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think um, you know, if you're open to some questions, is that okay? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. So, um, I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if you know, um, much about, or if you've seen any of the episodes, but, um, the first episode I talked about how I had had weight loss surgery as well. So mm-hmm. I had, um, lap band in 2007. So quite a long time ago, it was still kind of like, I wouldn't say new, but it was definitely a point where insurance was recovering it. And I was very young. Um, and I had gained a ton of weight. Um, basically I would say I've always struggled with weight with obesity and I've always had a binge eating disorder. We can say it here you know, um, <laughs> we can't say it on TikTok. Um, and, um, I finally got to, um, I finally got, uh, to see a doctor and, and get the surgery if it was going on, but I had gained so much weight. I had gained like a hundred pounds cause they had put me on this medication, um, that caused weight gain for mental health stuff, which actually was really just because I was assaulted. Frankly, I'm just gonna be honest. We're honest here. Um, and I was really just messed up mentally and that medicine made me gain so much weight. And, um, and so then when I finally had surgery, I did lose it and everything was okay for a while, but then eventually things happened with me too. I had a kid and then I gained it all back. Um, and even really then some a little bit. And I, I don't know what that is, like what happens in our body, you know, what happens in our brains when these things change and we go through their stressful times or massive changes, you know, that, that causes that to happen. Like why, you know, and we talked about on one of the episodes of last season, um, with, um, with, uh, we talked more about like, I guess, bariatric stuff in general. So with Dr. Rosen and, you know, he just said that like your mind will always work against you. Like it'll always tell you to lubricate the system or whatever it is, you know, to find ways around it, to eat very squishy things that are almost like cake and just anything because your body thinks that you need to do that. And that because of that, it will always make the mind do that. And that's why he was saying it's not your fault, you know? So I don't know if you experienced anything like that, but I for sure did. And, um, if you're open to sharing, I think people who had surgery and had those things happen, like they might like to hear it. Yeah. You know, when when I had surgery, the thing that I remember from the appointments that you go to and like the, the groups, I, I like attended like some group sessions with people that had had surgery and people that um, were wanting to have surgery. And so many people said, I'm not hungry anymore. I, I'm never hungry. I, yeah. I have to remind myself to eat. That never happened to me. That never happened to me. I remember after my surgery and I was on the liquid diet, it was, I had mine around the holidays Mm -hmm. and, you know, like there's all these TV shows with food and, you know, and all this stuff. And I was just like starving. And, um, and so, you know, while the, the, it, it helped me to eat less, um, Mm -hmm. through the program that I was in, I learned, you know, a, uh, I, I exercised and, and, and I was yeah. doing all the behaviors I think that were, that were helping, yeah. but I still, in my mind, yeah. I still had that food noise and, and, mm-hmm. and that never went away. And I think that that's why I gained the weight back because even though I wasn't eating a lot, it was what I was mm-hmm. choosing to eat. And, and, you know, I could eat a little bit here and yeah. then um, let yeah. that digest and then eat a little right. bit more yeah. and then a yeah. little bit more, you know. And so I, like you said, I learned to get around it yeah. because there was this, there was this, this in my mind and it was, and I, and I, I was comforted by food and, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of those things I have emotional eating. Um, I, I have not. 
I have not struggled with binge eating. Um, but I, I definitely have like a lot of emotional eating, just going back to my childhood. Um, you know, I remember just being comforted by food and like being in my room and watching TV and feeling safe there and, and having my food. And, um, and, and I go back to that a lot. I still go back to that. So I know that it started really early on for me. But um, and that was why, you know, when I started taking Mount Jaro and was was really excited about the potential to lose weight that I had gained from my surgery, I felt this guilt like mm. you've already had surgery and it didn't work for you. Me too. And and so here you go again, trying something else. You've tried everything. You always gain the weight back, yep. you know, and um, and so I felt like this this guilt or that I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but I think yeah. you probably understand what I mean. I do. Yes, I do. Almost like, how am I going to get to have this other amazing opportunity mm-hmm. when like, I apparently like I used to think, and, and I'm not putting words in your mouth friend, like, but I used to think I'm so pathetic. Yes. Like I can't even believe that I had friggin' surgery yeah. and I have gained all my weight back. And now here I am trying to do something else. I used to think I'm so pathetic that I can't control yeah. my food. How sad am I? Which is why I wasn't going to the doctor and why I wasn't asking for help when mm-hmm. I was getting all the weight back. And when I gave up, you know, so I can completely relate to that feeling. And I think probably a lot of our friends that have had surgery can, I really do from, from what I've seen, you know, in our community. Um, and it's because it's got to do with the brain. And I agree. Like, I, I don't think I ever didn't have food noise, even with the surgery. I still ate and I was just like you, like I would eventually just eat a little bit more, wait 30 minutes, eat a little bit more. And so mm-hmm. I was eating constantly, mm-hmm. you know, but then eventually I got to the point where I could drink, you know, and because they tell you not to lubricate the system, right? Like mm-hmm. no matter what kind of surgery you have. And I was like, oh, like I can eat whatever I want, however I want now, because I can lubricate the system. So you, you trick yeah. it like, and then you get around that tool. And I, 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 for me, like the, the GLP one medications, I've never, I could technically, if I really wanted to get around it, but I don't want to, that's the difference right. that I don't want to, it's completely different in the brain, you know, than it was with <laughs> surgery for me. Yeah. So I can, I can, I totally understand. And like, I, I think it's interesting too, what you say about, it comes up a lot on the show, Susan, about kids, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, um, you know, with, with food, right. Trying, being able to control that food and that food being the thing they could knew, knew what to do because that's what they could get their hands on for whatever reason. It could have been something really simple, like a divorce, yeah. right. I hate to say that simple, but these days it is, yeah. um, you know, or it could be, I mean, many of things, right? Like not fitting in at school and you can control your food. And so a lot of children will start out like that and not necessarily become binge eaters, right? But definitely, I think, puts people on a path to not the best food practices because it's very emotionally driven. The one thing I do think is, and I wonder what you think about it, I'm pretty sure every human I've ever met has emotionally eaten. I think the difference is like, I just don't have a stop button. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like everybody has emotional connections to food. I mean, all of our you know, we're like all of our holidays and everything are all centered around food and being together and eating. And you have these, you know, warm, like Rosie said, right? Like warm cookies, you know, like that means home, that means nurture. Like you have all these like really important like feelings around those memories, you know? And so I think finding a way to not eat them was a big deal for me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, or just eat a little. And like, I've just never been able, I was never able to do that. So I can totally relate. And like, I think, 
Um, I would love to know too. I know you got to the point, like based on your journey, what you're telling me, like you were like, Hey, it's time to have surgery. Um, are you willing to kind of tell us what, what made you make that decision? And like, I don't know about you, but I hear it all the time and I've heard it from the beginning, you know, why don't you wait a year and see if you gain it back? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've heard that so many times, anytime I've ever talked about doing anything like this before. And I, obviously I did eventually gain it back. Right. So, um, but I hear it all the time. And then like, I remember when Michelle was on last season and she was like, well, like, what am I waiting for? You know, like this is, you know, cause it's like, and I, I kind of understood that too, you know, like, why, why would I wait? But then I know some doctors like have things where they're like, you have to have a certain BMI before they'll even do it. Or you have to be closer okay. to a goal weight, whatever that equals these days. I don't mm-hmm. even know, you know, like, and I'm curious, like what your experience was like with that. Cause we've heard different things and I think people would enjoy your perspective. Yeah. Um, so I, I was really thinking about it and really wanting to do it, but I had this fear in my mind that, you know, doctors would turn me away because I, you know, I haven't lost enough weight or, you know, maybe, and, um, and I struggle, I don't have a goal weight. I talk about that. Uh, you know, if you follow me on TikTok, I, I just don't, it's not healthy for me. Um, and, um, and so I want to feel good and feel confident. And, um, and so I actually and go back to TikTok. I was watching, um, Sasha high as a, as a weight loss doctor, um, from Canada. And she has a podcast high on life. And yeah, she was just on our show, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. It's and great. um, and her she has a podcast um about with yeah. a plastic surgeon who 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 does this. And so he talked about his concepts and his thoughts and that you don't have to have, uh, you know, be at your goal that lots of times it helps people get past a hump that they're on with their weight loss mm-hmm. because things are holding you back. And, um, and that was really me. Um, you yeah. know, it was, I had this, this excess skin on my, on my stomach that another, um, surgery that I had had an ovarian cyst removal and it created this, this excess like apron, um, yeah. because of my scar. And so it was to me very noticeable and, and it was holding me back in sure. life overall. And so I said, what have I got to lose after listening to that podcast? And so I started doing some research and, um, and I just started reaching out to doctors and I had a really good experience, um, with the person that helped me where I ultimately, um, chose to go. And when I talked to my doctor that did my surgery, I asked him, are you concerned about my weight? And he said, why would I be concerned about your weight? Like, you know, and he said, no, that's awesome. Yeah. He he says, he goes, are you concerned about your weight? And I said, because if you are, I am, but if you're not, I'm not. And, um, and I was just like, really? That must be cool. Um, and then I even, I even followed up and I said, like, should I lose like 10 more pounds before my surgery? Or what do you think? And he's like, I don't care. And he said, if you have, <laughs> if you have like 30 more pounds that you wanted wow. to lose, yeah. I would say let's wait. He said, but yeah. you know, you're happy with where you are right now. Yeah. And um, I said, maybe I'd like to lose 10 more pounds. I don't know. He says, I'm happy. And you yeah. know, there was never this discussion about it. Now yeah. he does have BMI parameters, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they're very, to me, um, 
you know, even obese, if you're in the obese category for BMI, depending, I think, depending on lots of situations. So I don't want to speak too much to it, but there there are, he he does have considerations for that. So it's not like just because you're considered obese, you're, you're out of the, you're out of it. Um, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, so like if your numbers yeah. are good or if your blood pressure is good, like things like that, that could possibly cause issues or something. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, so yeah. I don't really know, but, um, because, because we'll I am Angelina. just, I'm just, yeah, we'll have to ask, um, doctor. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just barely out of uh, being yeah. considered obese, just barely. You know, I yeah, I don't even I'm, yeah I totally that's I'm first of all congratulations just, though yeah so that was huge yeah I was right. when I was officially obese and not morbidly obese I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know what that's like yet <laughs> yeah yeah I know but I'm very <laughs> but it, I just would encourage everyone just yeah. uh, you know like do like don't be afraid to reach out because I hear that I get comments I get messages all the time saying I'm so afraid that the doctor's going to turn me down. I'm so afraid. I, I can't, I can't wait to do this when I meet my goal. I can't wait. I can't wait, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would just say like, you know, it could be the thing that gets you over the, the hump, um, that, you know, or maybe, maybe it's holding you back. And, um, and so I, you know, I'm not going to gain this weight back, you know, and if I do, but you know, I know if you do, this is the last time. You, you know, were sick. Now you're better. That was, this is the right. last time. That's yep. right. And, and you guys, you were talking about, I can't remember who said it, like healing from the inside out. Yeah. You know, I mean, you. it's just, okay. yeah. it's your name. Yeah. It's just like, absolutely. And this medicine is giving me the ability to do that. I fully believe that because yeah. it's quieting my mind and it's, it's given me energy and it's, and, and I, and I know other things have contributed to it, but this hope for the future um, yeah. that I just didn't have before. Yeah, totally. I can totally Wonderful. relate to it. I, I feel like I wake up every day excited about my life. Like I share mm-hmm. it often on the show. Like no matter, no matter mm-hmm. if there's bumps in the roads, which that's just life, right? I'm like, it'll yeah. be okay. It, it's going to be all right. You know? And I, I think that's really cool. Oh, let's all water check. Susan's mm-hmm. the lead I know. Person. I'm sorry. Oh, I water was, check. I've been talking too much. I need, You're not talking I need too much. It's a talk show. I need, I need yeah. the fancy mound jar. I'll send you the link. <laughs> You get ten dollars off. <laughs> I, I did see it on Facebook, and I clicked on it, and then got distracted, which is the story That's of my okay. life. <laughs> Mine too. I swear that has something to do with it too. We need to have someone to talk about, like, what is that? Like, people maybe who like. So I think that there might be some things with like people who are neurodivergent, you know, um, yes. and and eating. Like, I think there's got to be something with that. So I, I really want like a neurologist, like and a I've got I've got high hopes for all the things for us to learn, all the stuff. Because I think that's also, that's, I think that's also like what can help us learn. I, I feel like if we're more educated this time and we are, because there's just so much science to back all of this up, right. Then it makes me feel so more secure that not only if I like changed things like in terms of my habits, right. But also that the, the biology is being addressed, you know, and that Mm -hmm. I was sick and that it's okay that I'm better now. And I'm able to do all of these things, which have made all these changes, you know? So I feel like the more we learn, 
the better the chances are that things are just going to work out great. Because I did say, I think one of the biggest reasons that I've been so successful this time is because of our community, you know, and having someone to talk to because a lot of obesity is being alone. It really, really is. And thinking that you've done something wrong and that you are failing morally. And I think that having the community to lean on and understand, and I have made many vulnerable videos and had so much support, you know, and advice and direction, all those other things. And I've said from since that happened, like this is the last time. This is these are the pieces, mm-hmm. right? The biology, mm-hmm. the behavior changes in the community. You yeah. know? It's been a big deal. Had do you have you had that experience as well? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean the community and even just seeing other people that are sharing their weight, something so simple as people sharing their weight has been so impactful to me because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, oh, they're so beautiful, such a beautiful person. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, we weigh the same thing. Or I weigh less than her. Are you serious? Like I thought I was the biggest person ever. I thought that like every room I was in, I weighed more than those people. And now I see like, you know, it's just, and so that's why I share my weight. And that's why I try to, to normalize and people come in and say, I can't believe you weigh that much. You don't look like it. And I yeah. try to come back to say, well, that's exactly why I do it. Because you yeah. don't know by looking at someone what they weigh. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, every woman yeah. that is, you know, doesn't weigh 130 pounds. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just. And so I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, oh. I just think that it's just it's been the community piece of it. Yeah. The support that I've had um, from the doctor and my care team. Um, and I found a new primary care doctor um, who is very supportive and encouraging. Yeah. And she um, she's, you know, specializes in obesity medicine, too. And even though I'm, you know, I'm still using my telehealth provider, I love all the services that they offer yeah. um, that I have access to. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the community, the the medication, the the doctors, the awareness that it's not my fault. That was the yeah. first thing my, my doctor said to me when I met my first telehealth appointment. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, great. you know, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I've been doing this. And she says, this is not your fault. And I awesome. never heard that before. I never heard that before. It never even dawned on me that it wasn't that I was a flawed yeah. human being. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious, like in terms of the fact that you've struggled with this for a long time. And I, I know this is very like controversial, but it's something that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to check my bias as I go through and I learn more. And like, I, I think it's important because I feel like many times, like through this journey, when I would see people that appeared thin, like to me, or based on like the standard, I would say like, what are they doing? Taking GLP one medications? Why, why are they taking the failing of five pounds to lose 10 pounds to lose, you know, or something like that. And the truth is one, they could have been diabetic, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And just because you're diabetic does not mean that you're obese. Like that, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that. And two, <laughs> what the heck am I doing saying that kind of stuff? Like even thinking that kind of stuff. And I keep thinking I, when I, when I think about the regrets so far, Like, cause I mean, I do think about those things. I really try not to regret what I do, but I look back and I think, God, I wish I had known about this in 2012 because in 2012 was when Victoza was out, you know, and that was off label, but it was Saxenda 
right? And it was a really good option. And I think to myself, well, how different my life would have been. And then that gets me thinking, what about all these other people that we have seen a trend that they're on a road of issues with weight, whether it's 10 pounds, 15 pounds, right? But they're back and forth, back and forth. What's that doing to their body? Right. And if, what about preventative medicine? So like, I think about that a lot. Like, would I have taken this before I got into this weight? And the answer is hell yes. Right. And that's what it is for me, but it's because I've been able to experience this, but like, I'm just really wondering, and like you, you can be totally honest. And if you're uncomfortable, I'll take it out. That's why God made editors. But, um, you know, how do you feel about proactive medication? Like if, if you had had these 15, 20 pounds that plagued you forever, like would you, and you wouldn't be where you are now. Like, do you think you would have done something different? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And I, I don't judge anyone for the decisions they make about their body. And, you know, and so, I I mean, I I really don't. And I know there's all the controversy about your, you know, people taking it that aren't type two, uh, don't have type two diabetes, like specifically with Mount Jaro. And, you know, (laughs) take it. If you can get it, take it. Yeah. You know, because if it prevents you from, from becoming diabetic like me, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. awesome. And, yeah. um, and so, yeah, I, I you know, I, I just really, um, I have a friend that is, is taking it in a compounded version of mm-hmm. the, um, semaglutide mm-hmm. and, you know, and she does, she maybe wants to lose 20 pounds and, you know, and she's so beautiful and I don't think she needs to, but that's what she wants to do. And so I, I, you know, go go do it. I just, I just, I, I really, I mean, I understand where people are coming from. I see both sides of it, but I just think we have to be really careful about, you don't know people, you don't know what they struggle with. And, um, and especially like everyone that has binge eating disorder is also not overweight. Um, you know, and, um, and, and even disorder, lots of disordered eating that these medications help with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I mean, even, even like Kat has said, like, she's always been really into activity and fitness, but she's like, you would not, you would be surprised that in this whole, like very healthy, what appears world, how much disordered eating goes on, but they all look thin and healthy, but like what's going on in here. You can't see food noise. You can't see it. So I think we have to get to a, a place where we know more and we do better. And so we're going to try to focus on some proactive messaging this, uh, this season and see how that goes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Sure. We'll get lots of comments. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, before um, I move forward and invite on our clinical guest, um, we would love for one for you to stay. And two, I want to make sure that you've said everything that you want to say. And of course you, you can still talk whenever you want to, but I'm just want to make sure yeah. because I feel like, you know, traditional media, they're always like, cutting us off and, you know, and hiding our bellies and all of these different things because it doesn't fit their narrative or their story or their agenda. And I just want to make sure that our community members have the space to say everything they need to say. Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind the scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths 
uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. Oh, thank you. There are two things. And the, the first is really that it is never, ever, ever too late to advocate for yourself. And it doesn't matter what weight you are, where you are, you can find a doctor that will help you and you have to advocate for yourself because this is not your fault. And there are reasons likely that you're struggling with your weight and, um, and there's a lot of medication that can help you. And there's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be ashamed of for that. And then the other thing, and it's going to, it's going to sound probably, um, I don't, I don't know how it will sound, but, you know, learning to love yourself, um, no matter what size you are, is something that I am really trying to do. And I know that, yes, I talk about losing weight and I went so far as to have plastic surgery, uh, you know, but that is a lifelong thing that I've struggled with in learning to love myself. And yeah. what I looked like, the, my worth was connected to those from a small mm -hmm. child. And that's just the way I was raised. And so um, that's what I grew up with. And I'm almost 50 years old. And so, you know, that is that is something that I grew up with. But I wish that I had learned so much earlier how to love myself as I am. Yeah. And that's just something that I really would hope for others is that you can learn to accept yourself and love yourself as you are. And you can also still want to lose weight. You can yeah. also still want to work on your health yeah. and your overall wellness um, because those things help you in being a better person, whether you're a mom or, you know, you're a partner or a coworker, a, a, a daughter, you know, whatever it is, yeah. help, taking care of yourself helps you to be better um, in all those ways. And just because you want to lose weight um, and look different doesn't mean you can't love yourself as you are and accept yourself yeah. as you are. Totally. Yeah. Dr. Joy was on our show and she was saying that she oh, celebrates um, of her whatever size she's too. ever been in. Yeah. Whatever size yeah. she's ever been. And, um, you know, she does the book club with Brenda and everything. Yeah. Was such a good I know I'm yeah. missing book club because we're recording. Oh, this. sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They'll understand. They'll yeah. understand. Um, yeah. But, um, but I love that she... Um, she was like, I'll always celebrate because I, this is just like a vessel. Like I'm trying to take better care of the vessel, but like, it's not who I am, you yeah. know? And I was like, man, she dropped some bombs. I'm just like, That's big. when she says things, I'm like, oh my gosh, Dr. Joyce so smart. I'm so glad we had you on the show, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so true. Like, I think, I do think there was a point where I had given up on the health stuff and I, but I remember liking who I was like, liking but there was always this thing where I couldn't control my food. And so I did think I was pathetic, but I mm -hmm. always had, I, I mean, I don't now, but I did, you know, and I hate that I thought that about myself. I really do. Um, but it's just nice to have the noise out of the way and like be able to like kind of live my full potential, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, because now I'm like, 
I always loved myself, but now it's like even better and even deeper, even more intimate, if that makes sense. Um, And that's been really powerful. And one of the plus sides of GLP-1 medications. (laughs) I know. It's time to take control of the food noise, shed those cravings, and embrace a life of transformed health. And bold empowering you with the knowledge and support you need to achieve the lasting results you deserve. Are you ready to experience the end bold difference? Evidence-based care from doctors who listen. That's where Embold came in to, uh, once I lost the weight and felt empowered, I, I understood what was possible at that point and uh, from then on it was just an instant passion of like, okay, my sole purpose in life at this point is to figure out how do I help other people do the same thing. Take control of your biology today and start your journey toward a healthier, happier you. Visit Enbold.com to embark on your transformational journey with Enbold. Enbold, where real change begins. Say goodbye to restrictive weight loss methods and hello to Iveam, the number one prescriber of GLP-1 medications. GLP-1s curb cravings, stabilize blood sugar, increase energy, and balance A1C levels to regulate your body and kickstart your weight loss journey. Iveam is committed to making medical weight loss accessible, affordable, and customized because we believe that's how it should be. Sign up for free and get 20% off our accessibility. Introducing Peptide Vite. It's the first daily natural vitamin to help support a reduction in the major side effects of GLP-1s. Peptide Vite supports fatigue, nausea, GI side effects, and promotes better metabolism. It is third-party tested, made in the USA in a FDA-certified facility. Peptide Vite is a game-changer all-in-one daily supplement. Pharmacist and physician formulated to be safe and effective. Use code PLUS20 for 20% off at zennutrients.com. And we're yeah, going to invite one of our to. favorite doctors <laughs> who has not yet been on the show. And right. she is now. I'm so excited. So um, if you guys don't know, without further ado, let me announce. Dr. Angelina, how are you? Welcome to the plus sides. We're so glad to have you. Happy to be here. Yeah, you look fabulous as usual. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) So strike the pose. I know. Like your doctor wants to be a supermodel. This is the one. This is the one. And she's nice. Like the (laughs) same. Love it. I love it. Well, hey, we're so glad to have you. So obviously we know you because we hang with you a lot. <laughs> we hang with you on lives and we do videos and I do videos just for you to ask you questions. So um, we're super glad to have you here. Um, I think this is a super good episode because I know you mentioned about your practice and how it got started and like how you came on board and like how all of that works. But um, if people who don't know you, if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and how you help people, I think that would help us get started. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me here. Yeah, of um, course. The discussion that's happening already. I, um, hi, I'm Dr. Angelina. So me and my husband moved to Georgia about 12 years ago. He's a bariatric surgeon as well. And we started private practice. So idea was we got away from their largest institution in Cleveland and moved to kind of like boonies, right? Far away from the city. And we started first building our practice and our surgical centers in order to provide best healthcare 
to people outside of large cities because in, in a city you got big hospitals easy to get whatever you need once you step out like that 30 miles outside yeah you never know what you're gonna get so that's how it started and then from there we just progressed into bariatric surgery center and we had a lot of patients i had to do a lot of education because me and susan had a little chat early and i was like why is it that 60% of population are not being referred to us for this problem, at least for discussion. We're not going to cut on you in the first visit. Can we have a discussion? Because nobody brings it up on appointments. So that was our big deal, educating people about bariatrics. And of course, from there, we branched off into plastic and cosmetic surgery. And now we're like one-stop shop. We do everything. We have four centers. We're growing. Um, so we help a lot of people who don't have insurance, people who uh, don't have, you know, coverage for bariatric surgery or weight loss surgery, because that's very mm -hmm. common. So we try to bring the prices down as low as we can. So for self-pay patients, we're the most transparent center. We're one of the first surgery centers in the country to post our prices online, like all inclusive. This is that's the price. awesome. Wow. So that's kind of our Fantastic. style of operating. And now that TikTok is here and we can talk about this stuff. I mean, <laughs> hopefully not get censored by TikTok, but, um, yeah. We don't yeah. get censored here. <laughs> we will have a special with you. You can say all yes. the things. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm happy. So that's mm -hmm. like my main goal in life because people still don't know. They don't know their options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. 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 Um, well, did you say you're in Georgia? Yes, Kat, I'm very upset. I did not inv got invited for dancing over the weekend. Oh, oh my God. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Next dancing. time, you want to go dance with us? Oh, I feel like yeah. Dr. Angelina would be a really good time. Y'all should totally hang out. Yes, dance. let's go dancing. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right now, my whole body hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Rain check. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to hang. We're going to hang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've, I have a question for you. We've had bariatric surgeons um, chat with us before and on how in so many ways that GLP ones similarly work in the body um, in comparison to bariatric surgery. Can you explain for our audience as a refresher, how that happens and also for our new listeners as well? Sure. So GLP-1 hormone is actually a natural hormone, one of the incretins, one of the hormones that we have in our body. And the way they discovered it is actually because of bariatric surgery, right? I don't know if you guys heard that story. I'm sure you have. Um, mm -hmm. When, you know, bariatric surgery been around for over 40 years, and then they originally thought the reason we lose weight was because of restriction of the stomach, we make stomach smaller, or, you know, malpositioning of intestines, so malabsorption. And later on, they realized, oh, wait, for some reason, this group of patients have really high levels of GLP-1 in their blood, right? So why is that happening? So once they start studying it, also, why do those patient uh, populations lose their diabetes, right? Because bariatric surgery, especially bypass, can trigger diabetes treatment, right? Like a lot of people right. go into remission. So why did it happen? Because mm -hmm. of that natural increase of GLP-1 in your body. And so for the first six, 12, 18 months, everybody's a little different. Mm -hmm. Our natural GLP goes up and gives you similar feeling as if, if you were taking that GLP-1 supplement that we're all taking now, right? I call it GLP-1 yes. supplement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that we have. Um, 
So, and then at some point it will come back down. You know, your body likes to level things out. Our body likes right. to always find that homeostasis. So eventually it wears off. And that's a lot of times when you start seeing weight gain or struggling to control the appetite or, you know, all of those things you guys were talking about. Afterwards, like, yeah. well, I can sleep more food because those thoughts came back. They might have been not there in the beginning, but then they come back because your natural GLP-1 kind of went back to where it used to be. And so now you need to get your GLP-1 from outside to control the disease. So, yeah, that's wow. fascinating. fascinating. Okay. Do you, does in it your experience, more detail? Yeah. no, we may ask for more. Yeah. But I, I, I can dig in a little bit more. So in terms of like going back to like those feelings, right? Like, so a lot of people in our community, we call them food noise. Um, and like, for me, I can't even believe how loud it was. Like I, it wasn't just food noise. It was just loud, constant, everything. It was, um, just ingest, ingest, ingest. Right. And I did not have the ability to like gear shift. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, do I really want that? Do I not? And now I do, you know, and that's what it's kind of given me, but I never was without it. Even after surgery, I had lap bands is a little bit different. Right. Um, it was a lot different. Um, but you know, it did, it, it did at some point escalate, I guess. And like, I feel like it just never stopped and it just got worse and worse. But like in your experience, do people who have bariatric surgery, um, you know, do they, was it, did they have food noise before and, and do they still have food noise? Like, is that even controlled? Like, or does it go away? Like you said, for like a long while and then come back? Mm -hmm. or, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like everybody's different, but you tell me. <laughs> everybody's a little bit different. Obviously yeah. it's a medical condition. It's a disease and everybody will have different levels of it. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of bariatric patients when they first start and, you know, they said like, you have to have like mental preparation for it because a lot of people are almost afraid to give up food. Like I love food. I mean, yeah. we all love food. Is, like we said, it's part of our social structure. So, mm. and they're like, well, I love food. I don't want to have surgery. Like I need to, I know, I know I need it. I need to lose weight, but I'm afraid to give up food because that's my link to the emotional state. Right. Mm -hmm. And usually once they have surgery, they realize that that feeling is not there anymore. Yeah. They're like, I don't know if I mentally can prepare myself to not eat this large plate of whatever, totally, let's yeah. say somebody who does overeat. And then when they do have surgery, they're like, oh, I really don't feel like eating that plate anymore because the GLP-1 kicks mm -hmm. in for the beginning for a while, you know? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people, it does make a difference. And they did have food noise before. Obviously, a lot of people didn't know how to describe it in the past. Mm -hmm. This uh, a newer terminology. We never heard thing food yeah. noise before. Because I think now enough people realize that or have it. So we came up yeah. with a name, right? Totally. Yeah, it's kind of you're sick but you don't know you were sick until it's treated. And you're like, yes, it's just like that. I had similar yeah. experience when I was younger with the birth control pills. I yeah. Had mm. pills, oh yeah. Very strong iron uh, based birth control pill to control mineralogy. Mm -hmm. And I was like 18. I didn't know any better. Just give me a pill. I take a pill. But first yeah. three years of college, I was sick. I did not know it. I basically was like pregnancy feeling. I was nauseous 24 oh, seven no. bottle of Pepsi every oh, morning. Wow. Just feel the nausea. And then one day somebody switched, like, why are you on this? Let's switch you to some like low iron, whatever estrogen thing. And I was like, I woke up and I'm like, I'm not, like, I did not know I was sick yeah. for three. And then yeah. it's, I assume with food noise, it's very similar. Very like, similar. Had it. And then it's gone and you wake up and it's like quiet in your head. And you just like, yeah. what's happening? Mm -hmm. I have all this. It's so weird. I up with other things now. I do feel like that's the thing that in our community we like talking about the most. 
when anybody's like, what's food noise? I'm like, let me just tell you, you know, and it like we all get so excited to share it because it's just like that. It's like you're like, this is what normal people feel like. What could I do now that it's so quiet? You can come up with like plans to take over the world. Yes, clearly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of, um, so what I, I feel like I, maybe my experience, I've always felt like I'm a little bit of an outsider on this because I still have an appetite. And I, I guess once in a while I will have, I don't know, could it be food noise, but I hit a wall. Um, and I always chalk it up to maybe fitness because I do like to work out, I like to take my spin classes. I'm starting to to work with a trainer now. Um, do you have patients that that are like very active or ha- were active before they had it, and they just have a different like level of appetite or a little bit of still the cravings still kind of come back, but they hit walls? Does that happen mm-hmm. with medication? Yes. Yeah, or- we have all kinds. Of- patients who have appetite because remember i never call this medicine appetite suppressor it's not it's not mm. like that. it makes you feel full so being hungry having an appetite is great because actually it helps most people right because most people have i still feel a little food. bit outsider-ish like a little a weirdo like everybody yeah. has less food aversion but i, but I really don't now <laughs> versus before the medications before right. the other stuff if you're hungry and you eat now, how much do you eat now versus how much you used to eat? Oh, I used to be able to damage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. You, you I, okay. It. Great. Like, yeah. Perspective. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. because it's okay to be hungry. I'm happy that you're hungry. I think people who, you know, on this medication, they go through, they, they forget to eat. That's also not good because then we go into the starvation mode. You know, one day of 23 hour, 24 hour fast is great. You know, I talk about intermittent fasting all the time, but we need to eat when you have to have our nutrition, we have to have our calories. And when you start feeling that hunger because you forgot like you didn't eat all day and now you're hungry, that's great. Congratulations. You're healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eat. This gotcha. Is good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> you're the normal one here. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. It's true. It's truly, it's truly. Because, like I said, it does help. I hit that wall. I'm like, oh, I'm done. So, yeah, you feel like you feel the fullest. So, your body now has the proper regulation Mm -hmm. because, you know, normally we have dysregulated processes that don't tell us when to stop eating or keep telling us you're still hungry Mm -hmm. or keep, you know, all of these functions that we're not firing correctly. Yeah. So, your body tells you when you're hungry and then your body tells you when you're full. And, yeah. Great. No fixations, you know, no obsessing. So that's, yeah. And if you listen to your body, you know when to stop eating. This is perfect because if you overdo it, you know, you're going to regret it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Great. Great. Okay. Well, I do have another question as well. Well, another question on top of that question. Um, we've chatted with a lot of members of the community um, and they've experienced a regain after bariatric surgery. Um, could you share with us, you know, where are the things that, that do contribute to that? Um, and also, um, transfer addiction. Why was that? Does that occur? Um, and how can patients prevent that? Um, and then mm-hmm. also in your practice, do you provide like prevention services or resources um, to kind of prevent that that transfer addiction? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we covered some of that. In the past, mm-hmm. it was, an, and we always said 80% of patients will regain weight after bariatric surgery. Depends on type of surgery. They might have wow. different outcomes. Um, we always try to keep one surgery on the back burner with, uh, in our practice to 
plan ahead. You know, so if we did gastric sleeve 10 years later, we have option to do bypass or something right, right. for a switch. Now, you know, we can try to stage it because we always said it's a chronic disease and then a lot mm -hmm. of centers don't operate that way, but we'll look at it as a continuity. It's not one and done and you're gone. In my yeah. practice, I mm -hmm. my patients anytime. So I don't like my patients disappearing. I like them okay. to stay with mm -hmm. checkups. You know, a lot of practice that we see one month, six months, 12 months, and you kind of like gone. We want regular treatments with lab band. I know you mentioned your lab band, um, Kim. It, it was proven not to work unless you do your six adjustments per year continuously, not just the first year, but like forever. The moment you stop adjusting it, it stops working. But I think mm. part of it is so seeing a doctor and being consciously like on the checkup. So in my practice, we always want to see patients continuously. If you want to come to us like, every few months just to check in and say hi even if you're doing great i prefer to do that because i feel like that's going to help us to monitor you and before you fall off the train before you lose like gain that right. five yeah. ten yeah. pounds and not wait until it's you know all of the weight back because you're feeling some kind of feelings because those feelings shouldn't apply because it's not your fault it's a progression of the disease it's like diabetics with h1c a1c you know they've been seen every three months if they're uncontrolled and if they once he went up, it's not like Dr. Mm -hmm. Stans, they're like, oh, what did you do now? You know, they might yeah. say, did you take right. medication? But, you know, well, let's adjust the medication. Let's come up with a plan. How we're going to control it rather than- that's Super good way to look at it. You know, let's let's yeah. not go see a doctor yeah. for a year and see if that's going to help me somehow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even with GLP-1 medications right now, my patients all know, even if you try to slow it down or stop it, you know, some people do try that. I'm like five pounds wrong direction. You better be here, you know, to get restarted. Yeah. We don't want that game. Yes. Yeah. So I think continuity of care is very important because of nature of a chron mm -hmm. chronicity of the disease. It's chronic. Yeah. It so sounds like you also kind of take, you help like take the shame away. There's a lot of shame in it. And so it sounds like you're very open and you take the shame out. We it's have more to. Reassur yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, said, I always try to compare it to other conditions. So, Take mm -hmm. blood pressure medicine. How right. many people do we know that's 120 pounds and have most uncontrolled hypertension, especially in the African-American community, with kidney failure and dialysis? Right. Mm -hmm. Because yep. their community, it doesn't take a lot of high blood pressure. They can be running 140 over 90 for a few months and they're going to kill their kidneys, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Like we're saying, yep. By looking at somebody, you do not know what they need to take and underlying condition, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can have a 300 you know, pound person who doesn't have any problem, no diabetes, no blood pressure, nothing, just a little fluff. Okay. But we definitely have to take away the guilt and shame mm -hmm. and put it aside. I mentioned earlier to Susan, cause I was like, I know your doctor was happy for you, but why mm -hmm. was the doctor not talking to you about all of these options from the start? You know, doctors right. don't talk yeah. about it. So I will mm -hmm. not walk around with the drama and be like, just, just talk about it. Just yeah, tell people gotta talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Surgery is not scary. It's not scary than gallbladder surgery. Yeah. Lopper gastric sleeve, 35 minute surgery. Yeah. It's, really? yeah. it's only 35 really? minutes. Really? Some doctors can do it. Yeah, in my practice. <laughs> Look, I'm like, wow. Gastric sleeve is a very fast surgery. Yeah. Five yeah. Belly, go in, snip, 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 done. It's not a long surgery. That's how yeah. we can do them 10 a day, like literally. Yeah. 
it's a quick surgery. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the thing that doctors think sometimes about is like the 40 years ago, big, yeah. big, you know, hospitals say, no, people go home the same day. Yeah, right? that's crazy. Wow. So obviously there's an exception to the rule based on medical right, conditions, sure. you know, BMI. Um, but generally for people under, you know, let's say BMI under 58 on average. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, can tolerate outpatient surgery center. We can do it. So it shouldn't be guilt. And so mm -hmm. I hate when people, I have patients who come in and we have family members. You're taking easy mm -hmm. way out. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. it's surgery. Yeah. It's not easy for you. It's not That's easy. That's their support it's system. Yeah. 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 Hey guys, Dr. Angelina here with the IBI Healthcare Institute and Surgery Care Arts. Today, let's talk about BMI and why it's whole bunch of BS. Number one, it was created for different purposes, absolutely not related to healthcare. It does not give us any indication of where you're storing your fat. So it does not give us indication of how much fat you have on you and fat distribution. It does not account for any race or sex differences. Because of the racial disparities in this calculation, we can either overestimate somebody's risk for the disease related to obesity and for some population completely underestimated. A better measure would be hip to waist or waist to hip ratio that tells us the difference between where you carry fat and amount of actual belly fat or visceral fat that is the more dangerous part. Hope this helps. people come to see you and maybe they come saying they want something like they say, and they, I want a band. Can it can be removed? Or I want, um, you know, sleeve or, but maybe like a GLP one would work better for them to get them even to a place to be able to be more successful with surgery. Like, do you ever like mm -hmm. lead with GLP ones and see how they respond? Is that like what, like, I'm guess I'm curious, like if, if doctors have best practices yet, you know, we go by statistics. Okay. So we know statistically, uh, GLP ones can get us at highest, what, 23% weight loss, mm -hmm. right? If you do the thing like you try yourself, you lose 5% yourself, and then we give you mm -hmm. medicine, you lose another 21%, you get 26%. Uh, but with surgery, we can go 50% plus. Yeah. Right? Well, we're looking at your body. Well, generally, gastric sleeve and bypass is 60%, right? There are variations based on mm -hmm. what you're trying to do. So, anyway, so, but anyways, we can combine them. The, the whole point yeah. is we can definitely yeah. combine them. This okay. Point. That's cool. And do you combine it with people after they've had surgery? Does that right. help after. them get there further? Yeah. yeah. Before and after okay. their progress. Yeah, that's cool. And, and now with the before and after, do you keep them on the same GLP-1 that they were on prior to surgery and then after the surgery? Or do you try another GLP-1? I mean, if they were doing fine, there's no reason to change it. You know, right now, a lot of it has to do with access. Obviously, you know, I do mm -hmm. compounded medicine, um, mm -hmm. so we have that access. But if they're trying to mm -hmm. go through insurance, sometimes it depends on that, right? Oh, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. have a mm. Right? Some people just don't have any other access. So yeah, and it changes constantly, so. If they're going through insurance and insurance tells them they have to do six months of therapy prior to having surgery approval, and have to do that monthly nutritional, all of that therapy, um, per insurance requirement. Well, and they also want to see that they tried themselves and tried to lose weight themselves. You know, obviously yeah. that wouldn't be in the office if they didn't try that before. Right. We all know that. They pretend like they don't know that. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. But we'll start them on GLP-1 medicine. So that six months, they can already get started on weight loss. By the time they get to surgery, now if somebody has miraculous results and they lost that 100 plus pounds in that first six months or got close to it, we're like, well, I guess you don't need surgery anymore. That's fine. Yeah. You know, or yeah. Other, like endoscopic surgery, like endoscopic gastric sleeve or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because that can be done with BMI less than 35. And wow. then like, they do the surgery. In the beginning, they usually get the natural effect of GLP-1. So we don't need to get them started right away back on the medicine. We right. give them some time to fly on their own and see how are they progressing. And if they're not progressing fast enough, if they start to plateau out, or maybe they did really great for two years and then they start feeling the food noise again, then reintroduce medicine again. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love the multi-prong approach though. Like seriously. Yeah. Because I just don't think there's like one way and only way. I think everybody's seems to be so different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it makes so much sense. Different, every combination yeah. is different. Yeah. So that's absolutely something that um, yeah. is going to be a cool. patient patient. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, JT, I know you have a couple, a couple questions. I do have a section that is flat, and then all of a sudden it protrudes out. And uh, I, I know uh, many people in the community are talking about apron bellies. Totally. How, yeah. how do apron bellies come about? Oh, she's, like, oh. she's like, I get rid of them. That's my specialty. <laughs> but I mean, like, why, like, why do they even come about? And where many people carry the weight in their in that lower midsection or like just and then, carrying, generally, yeah. yeah. And, and then others may, you know, carry it in other ways, but then mm-hmm. it's like, even with the weight loss, you still have the belly. So it's like, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> like why? So there's different reasons, obviously how you carry your weight when you gained weight, everybody carries it differently. So people who carry more in a midsection, which we usually see with weight gain, we see it after pregnancy it tends to go there with hormonal changes as we get older. Uh, it tends mm-hmm. to kind of go in that yeah, mid So we see it a lot of women after 40, even if they were not obese at any time, they're like, look, I mean, I used to gain, lose, gain, lose. And now, and it's only 10 pounds, but it's all sitting and that little pooch, like we call it sometimes mm-hmm. mama belly. Cause it's kind of like women who usually up in that age, you know, um, yeah. who might've had kids already. As far as the flat section, then the overhang. So it depends how you wear your underwear, your pants. So sometimes I feel like some of those things we create ourselves because if you always wear your certain type of clothes in the exact same way, uh-huh. your overhang starts really where the clothes is finished. So if you always wear like very same style of your pants, so that overhang will go there. Okay. It would not happen to somebody who has no extra skin hanging in the first place. Okay. But if you always wore it kind of like bikini style, like lower hip style, mm-hmm. you put that skin together and then the rest starts to overhang from the top, kind of like bra roll. We created ourselves with our clothes that we wear every day. Wow. Um, obviously, C-sections, hysterectomies, ovarian stuff, they do that, you know, lower cut that then creates a ledge. So even if somebody is not overweight, have had you know, bariatric surgery or weight loss, they just had kids maybe or just yep. had a little bit of extra, it tends to overhang over the scar because scar is not physically letting tissue kind of cross over there. And so it starts to fold over that. 
And it does cause a lot um, of part, issues. Part like way there versus yeah. some other places mm-hmm. because that's more genetic. Like why somebody has more central obesity that's more dangerous versus mm-hmm. girls who have hips and booty and thin waist, right? Which is yeah. Again, if you have that fat distribution, good for you. You saved a lot of money on BBL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have gotten one before I started a GLP one time. I mean, get it now. Dr. Angela lives here. Maybe she knows. I don't know. I don't have any fat. Oh, that's right. There's nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't help you if you, it's a good thing you didn't do it because you didn't waste the money. Because if you true. did it before and then you lost weight, the butt would go away too. So you <gasps> true. Yeah. nothing. It's fat cells. Really? Right? It's no fat well, cells, right? Yeah. See, it's get it done now. I know, oh. right? See, you learn something new every day. I know people come up with this all the time, guys. I know it's not the type of conversation, but I've seen surgeons tell patients, "Yeah, oh, you don't have so much fat. Go gain thirty pounds. We'll liposuction you, and we'll put that fat in your butt, and then I guess you go back to normal." Which a lot of people get in trouble because they cannot go back to normal. Because if you gain that yeah. thirty pounds, it's hard to lose, especially if you're over forty. Yeah. But the problem is once a lot of people do lose weight back down, their butt goes away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so they oh. Just oh, my gosh. You wasted all <laughs> that money. It's useless. <laughs> Your jaw's oh, on the ground. See, you're good. Again, the dis- underlying disorder is what's making you gain weight, right? Mm. So that's the underlying disorder. You know, some people have maybe adrenal gland issue and they have the cortisol problem and maybe they have cushion disorder that made them gain like central obesity weight mm-hmm. they had get the hump mm-hmm. that stretch marky belly and central obesity you know it could be just regular obesity like not fancy type with any adrenal glands just run of the mill obesity just like regular disease um but it's whatever mm-hmm. it is it's really just weight obviously women who are kids you know we get that huge stretch you know the bigger the kid the bigger the belly got twins got bigger pooch Right. Mm-hmm. And so if yeah. you were predisposed to carry your weight and your belly, you know, which also people who are extremely um, large, I guess, is the way to put it. You know, somebody has like four or five hundred pounds and they carry all of it in their belly. You know, it's we're not talking about like a little outpatch. We're talking about like panas say, hanging mm-hmm. down to their knees. That's mm-hmm. obviously like has to be surgically removed no matter what uh, to help them out with that. Right. Yeah. Hey. That'd be a mobility issue, right? So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. pain, mobility issues, fungusy stuff, ulcers, yeah. infected, mm-hmm. and yeah, irritated skin. You know, irritated. Yeah, with big breasts. You know, you, some people can get it under the breast when it's hot. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. they have to like really take care of it. Kind of like it's like a whole that. new thing. Like wow, it really is. I I I mean I I mean y'all, I'm, you know, pretty <clears throat> about this stuff. Like for sure, for me. Especially like, and I, and I, I, this is still not skin. This is, this is fat and skin. Like I still have probably another, I would say at minimum 60 pounds to lose, but probably more like a hundred, you know? And I mean, it's okay. Like I'm on a journey and I'm getting there, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I actually thought to myself, because I'm, I'm smaller now than I was when I had surgery. Um, and so I'm like, I, I think to myself often, like I, I guess I probably will do it because I always thought before, eh, it's fine. Like I can wear Spanx and la la la. No, it's a thing now. Like it's, it got a lot bigger and I got a lot smaller and it's, you know, it's going to have to get done. So I will be making an appointment <laughs> in like, yeah. like eight months to 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Can adding any muscle underneath help any, any, I guess, re- 
reducing the need for it. Uh, but I imagine with, if you're a three or 400, 400 pounds, you have a significant yeah. weight loss. There's probably nothing you can do about it. But <clears throat> can adding muscle sometimes help with less saggy skin? Sometimes? Some areas, arms and legs, I feel like if you have good muscle tone, uh-huh. that is going to make the, the hang appear less. But on the belly... Yeah, Nothing I really guess you can't really do anything about that. Yeah. And just a couple, probably a month ago, I had a patient that lost a lot of weight, had a lot of hanging skin, but then she mm -hmm. was working out. So when I lifted that skin up and there's like a perfect six pack of muscle underneath, it's so beautiful. Yeah. But you couldn't see it because all that excess yeah. skin was shrinking. Wow. The skin does not get worked out. You can shrink it like as you just, you know, some right. people just shrink it. The skin shrinks with you, but yeah. usually it's not enough to completely make it vanish if you truly have a lot of weight loss. Mm -hmm. It's just physically. Yeah. Possible. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really good to know. You know, yeah. I, um, we've had such a good conversation tonight and I know I don't want to take everybody's time too much more, but I, I would love to know something that we touched on with Susan. We were just at our conversation point. Um, and she mentioned, you know, that there were, um, there were like certain doctors that didn't necessarily carry, care about a BMI before they did surgery. And then there's also people that will say things like, why are you getting it done now? Wait a year and see if you gain your weight back, right? Because everybody assumes you will because everybody does, right? That this not is different. With, so, yes. Yeah, so, not with she Dr. Didn't Angelina. <laughs> she sees the day. So, I'd love to know, like, kind of your perspective on that. So, I think in the past, that was the thing we used to say to bariatric surgery patients because, mm -hmm. not necessarily because they tend to regain, our, our, our hope was that they will lose and stay lost. <laughs> <laughs> They would right. lose. Um, but it was more of malnutrition issue. We wanted to make sure that rapid weight loss did not cause vitamin deficiencies, protein okay. uh, deficiencies, yeah. and overall malnutrition. So we would want to make sure that they were optimized for large surgery like this. We're taking out large chunks of fat and skin, long yeah. incisions. You need all the help you can get. You have to be at your optimal health to heal those wounds. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we would say weight up to two years because that's how long it took to lose all of the weight with bariatric surgery usually for yeah. most people it's a it's a curve then you plateau out it's a you know go down plateau out up to 18 mm -hmm. months 24 months people still lose weight so usually we'll say wait that long because we want to make sure like you're done losing weight yeah right yeah would help you once to meet kind of all goes out of the window because i know i can support you with glp1 medicine now so you don't regain the weight yeah <clears throat> and yeah, as really far as the point. BMI requirements, you have to be careful. There are two groups of surgeons. The ones like Susan mentioned, nice. Are you happy? You know, I always say, what's your happy weight? I don't ask what's your goal weight. I mean, depends what we're talking yeah. about. But plastic surgery, I say, what's your, are you at your happy weight? Are you at your happy weight? And another 10, 20 pounds. Okay, fine. Tummy tuck, fine. You lose 20 pounds after tummy tuck, you're going to look better. So that's fine if you lose that additional 10 pounds, Susan. Yeah. But if somebody comes in and they have not even had the bariatric journey, they're, you know, BMI 40 plus, and yeah. they find a to that surgery without ever having conversation about underlying issue, that patient will just waste their money. They will not be happy with the result because if you have all that visceral fat, there's no way they're going to get tightening of the muscle, right? Because all the fat yeah. is sitting inside. Yes, mm -hmm. you're going to the panis and you're going to look kind of still like a little bowl and because nothing was changing your underlying food noise, you're going to regain all that weight. It might go in different place, 
might mm-hmm. go in a more dangerous place. Maybe it was sitting outside, now it's going inside. Ooh, so okay. you also have to be careful what surgeon says. Mm-hmm. So yes, as long as, you know, overall, because your BMI is basically normal, Susan, right? So that's why he was like, I don't care. If he sees everything's mm. good, we can cut it off. It's going to look pretty. Like I can imagine in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. But yeah. if I'm looking at him, like, even if your BMI is 29, but I feel like it needs to be maybe 22 for surgery. I mean, it's an extreme example. Yeah. Because how you carry your weight. Yeah. Am I telling you to wait longer? And I have ladies that come in, BMI 35. I'm like, well, let's do it. Because most of it is in your hips and your thighs and your boobs. Your belly does not carry that much. I can snatch you in right now. So. Yeah. You really truly smash it, right? Right it. Yeah. Yeah. You smash it right now. You know, you I mean you have to really look at the individual person and see. But if mm-hmm. they are over 35, because my limit is 35, but doesn't mean if you're 34.5 right now, you're gonna come in and I'll be like, Yeah, nope, not gonna happen. But the right. thing with my I still see everybody because I can get you bariatric surgery, I can get you GLP once. So I'll get you. Yeah. There. Yeah. In the that most efficient sense. way without you doing a surgery, then like, oh, now I lost a hundred pounds. Oh, wait, now I'm not happy with how it looks. Let's redo the surgery again. And I've seen that. Yeah. People spending mm. money twice, three times because they did it in the wrong order. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't wow. even think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are doctors Gosh. who truly don't care about the weight, not in a nice yeah. way, but like, sure, yeah. take your money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. Very cool. Awesome. Oh. This has been a lovely conversation. Oh, my gosh. Thank right. you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable, Susan, and sharing your story. I'm telling you, I get a message every episode of somebody that says, that sounds like me. I'm going to go see my doctor. So mm-hmm. I know they're going to hear that. And hopefully they're not thinking like we are, right? Like we were pathetic or whatever word you that's use right. like that's what mine was you know that we couldn't that we gained our way back like because it's nobody, it's nobody. it's biology right yes, like it's nobody, right it's, it's, it's totally biology, guys it's yeah. totally biology and as far as people saying something about your surgery it's none of their business honestly that's mm-hmm. right with your doctor and it is none of their business bill. <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> yes indeed awesome well, this oh. has been so great. Um, we're going to close out the show, but I wanted to make sure that I, I everybody was able to tell you thank you. And okay. Thank you, thank you so much for coming, thank Dr. Angelina, and helping you. us. Thank you, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was so nice. Oh. Speaking of volunteers that, you know, volunteer. See this right um, here? Uh-huh. This, this right is here. the Manjaro Stanley. It looks like the Manjaro yeah. injection. We all oh, have 10 because we thought that was cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got even got the disclaimer and all the things that and the little it's fancy. See this right here? You can go get one and get ten dollars off with a coupon code. And part of the sale goes for the plus side. So you can support the podcast Yay. by getting a really cool mug. Doesn't Heck have to yeah. see plus sides on it. You know? Yes. We're trying to we're trying to give you options, y'all. This sucker yeah. works in the 90 degree heat at house in the park all day. Water the ice stayed on here. I just kept filling up with water yep. in between my sips of my wine spritzers. Yeah. <laughs> spritzers. Well, that's good. You stayed semi hydrated at least. I, really that's good. Exactly. <laughs> I have to say hydrated. Balance. I, mean, you know, I would say like, what are the non-scale victories this week? But I feel like cats is that you're still here and you were able to do work and, you know, the record the plus sides tonight. But what? Oh, because of assumption. <laughs> <laughs> because of all your dancing, all that it sounds like you and Dr. Angelina are going to be buddies. 
We are and, and, and go dancing together. Yeah. Uh -oh. in the park. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> love it. Oh, <laughs> always it. picks up what you're putting down when it comes to anything pop culture or music. She's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right I on do. it. We're in the same thing. We're just the same, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and I, I normally go to house in the park. Yeah. I, uh, but you were in I Europe, go. right? But you were yes, in Europe. But, yeah. but you know, Fancy. I was trekking in Europe. So I think I might be getting Manjaro, but y'all, I don't know what the deal is lately. I just don't think I have. I told I, you all, and people think. laughed at me. Y'all see me wiggling around you? tonight? I'm like, I even got a new chur, and it's like, it's, it's, I'm still this like, chair. I don't know. I, I, I give I, me I, a pillow like Jernine's. I need a pillow that says plus sides, though. Like, you know, I have standards. Listen, this J pillow that says this thing is a lifesaver. People, people laughed at me, but I think I think I'm gonna make a video about my pillow because I think you should change it. I think it's I'm gonna use it too. I think it's gonna I'm telling you, I see put your hips in a in position. Anyway, I'm, yes! I'm super curious, but I do need to go to the chiropractor. It could easily be that. I haven't gone in a while, and I am very much a chiropractor oh, person. Overdue. Not for GLP-1s. I'm sorry, chiropractors. I love you, but do not prescribe GLP-1s. Don't do it. <clears throat> well, don't, look. Don't, well, don't you do it. Don't, look, look, don't you do that. Don't you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my chiropractors. I'm we telling still have you, they're awesome. Too. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, we still have plus-size merchandise. <laughs> Yeah, we do. That's right. We still have the merch This one's store. still cold, too. If you're a big fan, you can go and get some merch of all the plus sides thing. And that easiest, is on the website. The best thing, it, may, it might be kind of lazy, but while I'm at work, yeah, I don't have to get up as often. Because both of these both Look up. at you double fist. And they're both good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like how you got the one that's like the sports top and the one that's Look, a straw. Double you know? fist. Yeah, this double one goes to the gym. Because yeah, that's the gym one. Yeah, yeah totally. right here. Yeah, because the handle. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Especially but, with your spin class and all. That's good. But we're also giving options. Believe it or not, like the holidays are right, right around the corner. That's right. I we mean, seriously. Gifts. It's, it's, yes. this is the time that you start picking up your gifts because mm -hmm. who like wants to wait? And well, totally. I know people do, but like no, wait, wait until like Thanksgiving or after. That's yeah, stressful. No. No, it is. It's so stressful. Yeah. Although I will say that I do that. <laughs> <laughs> My excuse so is always like, we get it just, it's for kids, like adults. Yeah. So we'll be lucky if you get a present. I only get it for the children. That's it. <laughs> only that, the children. That helps. Only the kids. Here for the children. I love it. <laughs> and I'll be here with a bottle of wine at your doorstep for something else if that's what that's you want. Right. Fair, that's fair. It. I get that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, but in all serious, Kat, did you have an NSV or a sign up for today or a new quote? A uh, new Oh, I think I did. Yeah, I got a quote. Oh. I found a quote. All right. You want me to come back of to course, you? Or like, I have it. Let's see if I hear. No, okay. I, ha I, I put it on my phone to have it okay. ready. Okay. I think this applies to all of us in this journey that we're going through. It is a Prince okay. quote because, you oh. know, Prince. Mm -hmm. And it's simple. Sometimes it takes years for a person to become an overnight success. Um. And mm. it's just remind yourself it's it, sometimes it does take years. People might think, Oh, it's so it, maybe it's, it's, or if it's, if it's fast for some people, it's slow for yeah. you. Um, but sometimes it takes years. And if you studied his, um, his career, he was dang near record deal for 10 years before purple rain blew up. So. Oh, really? There. Wow. Not 10 years. 78, yeah. 78, his first yeah. record. Yeah. 78, 78 to 84 that or 83. It was, yeah. So. Wow. 
It's a grind. See? So yeah, just it give is. it time. I mean, it's just part of it. It's it's like what JT says is perfect timing. JT, what's your quote? Yeah. It's a, okay. What yes. Oh, um, <laughs> it's a marathon and not a sprint. That's right. <laughs> I need to be better about finding some something because I ain't got nothing. <laughs> it, but I actually found a quote from one of my favorite authors and who is an American gym, Alice Walker, Ooh. the author Ooh. of The Color Purple. Oh. And she says, no person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your right to grow. Oh, I go. love that. Yeah, that's a big yeah. deal. I feel like friends on this journey is a thing. Like the ones yeah. you make. Friends or family, ones, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like and yeah. friends being, what do they say about friends being in your life for a reason or a season or right. like, you know what I mean? It's There's true. a really good quote mm -hmm. around that. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is true. Yeah. The friendship thing changes, relationships change. Like it's, it is a yeah. complete evolution. It really mm -hmm. is of like who you are as you go through this kind of thing. It's totally mm -hmm. like, the mind piece and the therapy piece is just as important as the physical stuff. Like it really Very. is a marathon, not a and sprint. Not a sprint. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you what I tell you all the time. And that's because it worked for me. And my friend Rachel said this to me when I was for sure in desperation and loneliness and all the things. And, and I've had many people send me messages that have said that they love hearing this at the end, which made me feel really good because it helps me too. Aww. And that is, you're not alone. Clearly. It is not your fault, clearly, right? Yeah. So there's just not. And now it's time to heal and we're going to do it together. So we're so glad that you came and joined us this week and we will see you next week too. We've got lots of cool episodes planned for season two. We will have an underlying theme in general of all of them of what if we didn't ever have to get here? What if our children don't have to get here? What if our nieces and our nephews don't ever have to get here? You know? How do we, how do we do that? What does it look like going forward? You know, mm -hmm. cause there's so much promise. So we're going to talk about that a lot and we're going to try to check our bias at the door and learn together and grow together. Back to yes, JT's example. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks for not making us be quiet. Cause we're not gonna, and we'll <laughs> love you guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we appreciate you. Bye. Thank you. Hasta <laughs> It's time to take control of the food noise, shed those cravings, and embrace a life of transformed health. Are you ready to experience the end bold difference? Evidence-based care from doctors who listen. Take control of your biology today and start your journey toward a healthier, happier you. Visit endbold.com to embark on your transformational journey with Enbold and bold, where real change begins.